Two Faces Radio. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I'm going ahead. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. Hey, this is Brian and Ira from Two Faces Radio. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors before we start this podcast. Yes, let's shout it out. We've got Soundwave merch. Um, If you want some high-quality T-shirts for your band or your brand and you don't want to pay high-quality prices with their own in-house facilities, very reasonable to go to Soundwave Merch and get some great T-shirts for whatever your needs are. They can do it all, design, T-shirts, everything. So get your Two Faces Radio T-shirt there, SoundwaveMerch.com. Also, Sangfroid Web Design. In the age of technology, your website is perhaps the most crucial statement that your company can make. At Sangfroid Web Design, we understand the importance of creating a professional web presence at a reasonable price. Love reasonable That's prices. most important. And we specialize in working with a small business owner to accomplish this goal. So visit our, uh, that site today for a free quote. That's uh, www sangfroidwebdesign.com which you can find on our homepage and as always save, save it for, for the, the show, show. I'm not worried about it oh there, uh, there we go yeah there's Is that good? ah yes thank you I don't know there we go no. hey this is Kevin Kitty from Driving to Crime and in case you didn't know it you're listening right, to Two friend. Faces Radio right here on your TV typewriter <laughs> thanks alright Ira <laughs> here we are baby welcome back Welcome back. Two Faces Radio, episode number 52, January 27, 2011. Ira, we are in Atlanta. Music Scene Podcast. No touchy. No touchy. Repeat what you just said because you cut out for a second. All right. Welcome back. This is episode number 52 <laughs> of Two Faces Radio. We are an Atlanta Music Scene and Beyond Podcast because I got I to gotta throw that in there. We've yeah, gone beyond Atlanta. These guys aren't from Atlanta. They're not from Atlanta, although there is an Atlanta connection. There is. It's right over there. We've got a great band in here. Ira, how many times have you said to me, I want a band that plays genuine American rock and roll with a timeless sound and interwoven lyrical storytelling? And I say to you, they're all over the place. We just got to go and get one. Are you going to let me answer? Yes. I don't know, but it's probably a freaking lot. A lot. All those nickels hanging around in my pocket for every time you said that to me. Well, we have got a great band in here today. We've got the Truth and Salvage Company come to save our souls with American rock and roll. And we're not going to waste any time. We're going to turn it right over. You got a witness right here. We got a witness, and we got everybody ready to listen and join the congregation. Let's go, boys. Truth and Salvage Company, welcome to Two Faces. Me, my girl Daisy got her in our sights. 
you're saving another birdie's life. Fly away, birdie. Fly, fly away. You go down to Midline Creek where the frog and the fishes in the crawdads creep. Will they have fun, but be back for dinner. Mama, don't you worry, we won't wait too. That's how you start a podcast, Ira. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that may have been the best intro to a radio show I've ever heard. <laughs> ever. All right. No? That was great. <laughs> you agree? I, mean, I had a good time. It ain't going to be like that tomorrow morning in, in Birmingham, I'll tell you that. Well, maybe it will. I don't know. That was nice. I like that. Man, well, that's the way to start a show. It really is. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome, boys. Uh, Men. Everybody grab a mic that wants to... Say their piece <laughs> that has I something to say. Yeah. Is there any water? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's a. Uh, there's some water. There's that one, and then there's a bunch of bottles on top of the fridge. You can get out and, and get one. We're we're real loose here. Yeah. Don't, don't don't we don't have to don't be worry formal, about uh, so. I like loose. Messing yeah. anything up here. You All know, right. I just want to. I I wrote down a note. I was thinking about something yesterday when I was doing some some more of my research on you guys, and. A, a thought in my head came when I was looking at a lot of the photographs. Pearl Jam's Versus album, which was their second album, they had a photo inside of them 
which looked to be taken from like a lodge in the middle of a winter or something like that with a fire burning in the background. And, and they were just all sitting around with acoustics. And right. I remember thinking like, you know, that's it right there. If you've got the freedom to just be able to get together with your boys, your band, yeah. sit around, play songs, work on music, and not have to worry about the outside world, world at all. That's like just ideal. And I felt like looking at the pictures of you guys... That was the feeling I got. Like, everything just looked like you guys were enjoying, just hanging out, working on music, taking pictures, whatever it was. It looks like it's just a good-ass time, you know? He was actually get, getting the feeling that he was in front of a fire on a bearskin rug. But <laughs> something like that. It was, <laughs> it was something in between. <laughs> I was, I was like reliving things at the same Yeah. Well, that's how this band started. Yeah. You know, we, we, we would get together. Uh, we were two or three bands combined. We'd get together once a week and a bunch of songwriters and just yeah. drink some beers and write some songs, you know? And that was kind of really how this band started in the first place. Right, we right. We just were missing the bearskin rug and the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was like but uh, but you can tell, I mean, on stage, it's, it's permeate. It just comes right off the stage into the audience, it looks like. And we've actually both seen you guys live as well. We saw you on the Black Rose tour right. at Chastain Park oh, here. Oh, cool. And um, and I homecoming. <laughs> and I talked to somebody afterwards. Um, I don't remember which. I bumped into one of y'all um, on the stairs uh, going somewhere afterwards. I oh mean, yeah, man, not a long I remember com- you. Not a long conversation, obviously, but I, I do remember digging it and just kind of saying something to one of you guys. I don't even remember which. Were we nice to guy that <laughs> It was somebody <laughs> with a beard. <laughs> I was yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't. <laughs> there we go. It wasn't familiar. It might have been me. Right. Yeah, it yeah. could be. It could yeah, be. Yeah. Maybe, I was yeah. standing right over there by the stairs, and I remember there was some guy that could barely walk, and the crows hadn't even started playing yet, and he was, was like, that you crawling. No, no, no. <laughs> actually, I, I was like crawling. <laughs> down he's down he's down. <laughs> I actually was after both sets, and uh, somebody was out there and walking around. That was a good night altogether, man. It was a good night. That That was was great. Gorgeous. Yeah, just the weather and everything was perfect. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start playing again. There we go. Two, three, four. (laughs) I I was thinking about one of the the places I kind of wanted to start also was just obviously how watching the live uh, performances I've seen like on YouTube and from Jimmy Kimmel – Right up to, you know, having seen you guys live. It just seems like you guys, and hearing you now here, seems like you're so able to be, to change what you do. I mean, sit in a tiny room with just kind of room mics for all intents and purposes and pull off a great Real lo-fi is what you're trying to say. Right. And then play, you know, you also sound like you could figure it out if you get into a big arena to be able to pull, you know, the audience close and, and be comfortable in all kinds of settings and. You know, great, great musicianship. I think as long as, band, as we can hear, like. our, uh, as long as we can hear the vocals, that was kind of how it all came together. Yeah, yeah. we just sit around and have one guitar, and everybody would harmonize. As everybody right. loves playing and singing. So yeah. Just, well, that's yeah. one another thing Brian and I always talk about is how much we love bands that have great harmonies, and they're kind oh, of yeah. based around the harmonies. Absolutely. And the, you know, all that. It, a, you don't see it that much nowadays, and B, when it's done well, like you guys, I mean, it's. It's just it's so sweet. Yeah. We haven't got to play a lot of arenas yet, but when yeah. we, we, we Oklahoma Smitty's uh, Smitty's brother is the trainer for the Dallas Mavs, and we oh, had, yeah? we got to go see. What up, Casey? The, oh, the, the, the national anthem. Shout out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The against the Pistons. We practice right? it and practice it, and then all of a sudden, when you're standing in the middle of an arena with ten thousand people like around, like everything was just like. 
it all yeah. happened <laughs> so really fast. But it then was, as soon was, as we started awesome. singing, it was like, well, it's just us singing, and so let's just like sing. We don't really know <laughs> what else to do. Pre- right pretend now. like we we're, had, you know, we had a little pitch pipe. And then it was like, start real love. Salvage company. Yeah. That was. It was <laughs> Doesn't everybody do that though? And we would, we we had tried to we had tried to have a we had tried to have a couple beers beforehand, and then the lady who was like our escort, she was like, a few. "You guys having beers?" And we were like, "Yeah." yeah. And she was like, "Well, that? you can't take them backstage." And we we're like, "Oh no!" Starts swearing. Big old Thomas. She's like, "What are you guys doing? Wait, wait! You haven't sang yet." I'm like, "Trust us, lady." <laughs> it helps for It'll medicinal purposes. Yeah. Well, you guys do have a pitch pipe, though, right? <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought everybody does that, though. Don't they come out with a little... You need something, right, to get you started? Pipe. I don't yeah. know if everybody does. I've heard a couple people that could I don't know. That. I heard somebody do it the other day, and it was horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's I was actually... One day oh, I can remember <laughs> driving to my car, and it wasn't that long ago. And I was thinking to myself, I heard... Somebody did an awful performance, and they were they were playing it on something like Howard the worst ones like. are the best ones to hear. Right? Well, they are the best ones to hear. But I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if I could start the national anthem anywhere and go all the way through it. It's tough. I mean, it's, it's rangy. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I well, think there's probably like one interesting one key note I would have to start on, and I, I wouldn't know what it is. That's why you got the pitch pipe. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got three other people oh. singing it with you, then when you're like, oh, I forgot the lyric to this now, part, I was about I to say, it. did everybody remember the words? <laughs> yeah, yeah. at least one of us remembered well, each part. We're to try to test ourselves here right now, I guess. Let's do it. Americans here. Let's do it. I don't know if we can. We don't have a pitch pipe. It is a kick-ass, too. <laughs> yeah. That'll be we tell you, instruments. I tell you, we, uh, we we were really truly confounded with it until we were searching YouTube and we um, tell the secret. I mean, we tell the secret. <laughs> and we ran into these uh, this uh, YouTube group, uh, or this group called the Cactus Cuties, and they're like, oh. this group of Texan girls that are like raging from like eight to twelve. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they, they just knocked it out of the they park. Sing. They it was like sing we it, listened you know? to probably a thousand different versions of the national anthem, and most of them are like it's either like Whitney Houston or it's like some guy in like you know that's really not good. And so we were trying to find a middle ground of like a four because you know the only other four part harmony versions were like the Backstreet Boys, which was yeah I can say that was if anybody caught you listening to that over and over. <laughs> well, Truth and Salvage Company a, doing the Backstreet Boys, Boys version of. <laughs> But then again, it's just a song that you, you've, I mean, we've all sang it a million times, so oh God, you would yeah. think that it was a little bit easier. But it's so funny when you hear somebody recording, a recording of somebody doing it and they totally botch the lyrics, you know, and just oh, go yeah, straight yeah, to the yeah, end, yeah. you know, yeah. like, that's, oh man. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. And that's got <laughs> Well, there was one, one of you had the job. I was and, and listen. This is not to pick on anybody, but one of you had the job of basically singing the main, like the part we all uh, say. Okay, oh, that was uh, were you the one singing? Every, okay, and oh. I was remember. I was thinking that's oh. the only one I could do because all the other ones, you guys were stopping and starting and jumping in and like having to come in right on. Well, they right rehearsed. On I was like, damn, we rehearsed, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. We 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 rehearsed for. Like a, about a year before we ever really played. I mean, we had played a lot of live shows in this club, Cranes, on Wednesday nights, and then like Sundays at the Hotel Cafe, and a lot of really loose stuff. But before we actually came and 
we spent a good year, four nights a week, just trying to to work out the, all the catalog of songs that we have, and yeah. right, and trying to get stuff really right because we had all spent a lot of our time just playing whatever that we felt like playing, and that really didn't work out so well. So we were like, well, why don't we take ourselves a little more seriously and, and actually work on right. singing well, together? Is that a good segue into learning about the genesis of the band? And yeah, the band definitely. Band? Well, I had you know I I really was finding. No, I try and keep all my notes on one page so that it's easy. You know, I don't have to like start flipping back and forth. I can kind of see everything. And I was having you know a hard time, as you can see, kind of squeezing things in because you know just the more I listen to your music, I mean, timeless sound is perfect. I think that really those two words really jumped out out at me. I was thinking to myself like, if you like music at all, it'd be hard to not find something that you like in this band. You know, some song, some aspect of the way the band's put together. So let's let's run down who we got in here, and then let's talk about. Let's um, go around the let's room. Let's go around the everybody room and everybody introduce yourself. Say hello, <laughs> and then uh, and let's talk about how the band we'll came together. Start with you, Smitty, because there's some interesting connections to other bands that I'm a fan of that I'd be curious to know how yeah. and who and where. So, so let's start with Smitty. You want me to tell you my name? Sure. What we I got do on drums? Let's see. Yeah. On drums. You can vocals. tell us about your fake persona. I don't. You know. I don't care. Uh, my <laughs> name is Bill Smith. They refer to me as Smitty. And, Everybody's got to uh, know a Smitty, right? Yeah, I think every, everybody does. I knew a Smitty growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Tim Jones, and I uh, sing and play guitar. Cool. I'm Scott Kinnebrew, and I sing and play guitar. He's good. I, I got him. <laughs> Can we get in there? I'm Frank Devana. I play bass. And he doesn't talk. That's the last time we'll hear from him. <laughs> That's it. So you're the one who's <laughs> left out. I, it, it, I, I looked on the website, and it has five musicians, lit, five band members, and then it says... These six musicians, I was like, damn, these guys have been drinking. <laughs> and, uh, so I was wondering who the lost uh, member was there. Okay, you're number six. All right. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Adam Grace, play uh, organ. Okay, cool. I'm Walker Young. I play accordion, piano, and sing. And he's our Atlanta boy. And I'm the Atlanta right, boy. You're the Atlanta boy. Yeah. 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 That's what I was Welcome wondering. home. Thank you. Whereabouts in it? Where, where were you uh, hanging in I grew in up uh, right down the street, actually. Really? In Techwood Homes. Okay. In, th- in this yeah. area, um, you must be no. a tough guy. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Midtown. Okay, okay. Yeah. right by Piedmont Hospital. <laughs> cool. He's got cool. street smarts. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned, um, let's see, Tim, right? Yes. You mentioned uh, hotel. What is it? The hotel hotel Cafe. Yeah. Um, that's in Los Angeles. In, indeed. Okay. Yeah, right uh, and that seems to be what I read as far as like kind of the genesis there. So is that the place to start or before that? Well, they, I mean, the, but before to, to start, Scotty and Smitty and Walker had a band in Asheville, North Carolina called okay. Scrappy Hamilton. Nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful it. place. Mm-hmm. And um, they moved out in like around 2004, 2005. And um, I was booking a night at the Hotel Cafe on, on, on Sunday nights, and Adam and I had been playing together since about 2002. Okay. And um, they moved to Hollywood and instantly started, uh, well, not instantly, but with this girl, Lissy, started um, a, a night at a club called Cranes on Wednesdays. And, yeah. and I saw Lissy at the hotel, and she invited me over to their, to their Wednesday night thing. So what, what, what year was this around? 
This was 2005. Yeah. Okay. Did you say? And um and and I and I saw them play that very first night that I went there and I was and there was such a cool happening and, and vibe and kind of what the hotel cafe had had grown over the course of four or five years where there was like a group of people that really enjoyed each other and yeah. their music and just hanging out. These guys had apparently created in like six months of of them being there, you know, or maybe it was a little longer, but yeah. um, it was just amazing to me to to see what what they had going on and and Smitty blew me away. I thought he was the best drummer that I'd ever seen and and I oh, asked him Smitty. I asked him that. I didn't like that. I was at the front of every stage just scowling at you. I'm not gonna get him. Maybe that's where Smitty comes from. <laughs> smitten, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> that, hap- that happens around here all Jonesy, the time. Me and Jonesy fell in love right away. Yeah, we had a sure. quick love affair. And, uh, short but Crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember that I was just, you know, I was amazed too at the way that, the, that, that they were, that how, them on stage together, which you couldn't really find in Los Angeles, where it was like a band where people that you knew that they were in it because they loved each other and because yeah. there was some kind of integral part other than success that they were looking for there. Yeah. And um, and I and I really wanted to be a part of that and had been trying to find that since I moved to LA in mm-hmm. two thousand one. Why why did everybody move to LA? Was it music scene or was it other stuff? Or? Fame and fortune. Yeah. yeah. Last ditch attempt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because yeah, I mean, I was definitely thinking like you guys all. I noticed that everybody sort of had ended up in LA, and I was thinking like. You know, much like us, you know, you guys don't exactly have L.A. written all over. You know, you, you look like the grizzled kind of band that's going to start the grassroots in a, in a small town, maybe. And uh, But good for you for just going out there and trying to find that, you know? We kind of fell into a really uh, awesome group of incredibly creative uh, people that were, you know, directors and actors and um, then a bunch of musicians that we first met. And everybody... Kind of congregated around each other because there was this common uh, camaraderie that we had. I mean, for the struggle of trying to. I, I saw know. it as like an upswing, really, like the upswing of the neighborhood itself. You know, like it yeah. was kind of a renaissance of of that Beachwood Canyon Bohemian kind of thing, and it was really cool. That's well, what, that's what that's I was going to ask you. What was the LA. what was the scene like out there? For this type of music, was it? Did you create the niche or did you find the niche? It's a think? sweaty, frothy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the hotel cafe was very like uh, you know musical and very singer songwriter oriented, and, and Cranes was like the sweaty basement party of of Hollywood. But all the people from the hotel cafe started coming over to play at Cranes, and vice versa. All the people from yeah. Cranes started coming over, and it created kind of this really. Very, very musical and serious-minded musical people, but also the people who just loved having a good time and didn't care about the. You know, Cranes was always free, and yeah. the hotel cafe always had. That was the big charge of money. That was a big difference. Free music. Yeah. Well, everybody's getting paid anyway, so we just, you know, let's make it free. Let's just have friends come by and have a party. Right. Um, let's but have it had a small town dichotomy sort of feel right in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of the cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knew each other. Right. And. You know, week by week, it just grew and grew and grew, and I think it just got really tight. Right. You know, oh, there's been cool. a lot of success stories too come out of the Hotel Cafe and Cranes, uh, probably culminating with uh, with uh, John Hawks being uh, oh yeah nominated for an Deadwood. Oscar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. He plays at Cranes. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, he I didn't Cranes even know he was down, a musician. but he's a musician yeah. in a band called King Straggler. No shit. Yeah, I used to play in King Straggler. He's an amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's an amazing. John Hawks. I love him, man. Didn't, yeah. didn't he just get nominated? He just for got nominated yeah. for yeah. for which movie? Uh, uh, Winners Bones. Bones. That's right. Yeah, 
That's right. Congratulations, He knows John. when this airs, but he may be a, a winner. winner. When is oh, this winner, will, winner, this will air. This will air by next week. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, so <laughs> hey, by the weekend. Another one is uh, this girl, Lissy, who started the night with us. A Crane's was right around the corner from this bigger venue called the Music Box, the Henry Fonda Music Box. It holds like 1,300 or 1,500 people. Yeah. And we were always like, how cool would it be if we, you know, and it's literally like when you're on the steps of Cranes, you see the line for the music box. So we'd be on our Wednesday nights doing our thing with our people. And then you'd realize, you know, that there's this huge band playing right. with like this line out there. They don't want to give a fuck who we are, yeah. you know. You send a guy down there with a sandwich board going up yeah, the street. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Genuine and so, rock and roll. Yeah, but so like two weeks ago, Lissy, who, you know, helped start this night with us, actually headlined and almost sold out the Henry Fonda Theater, which is, oh, you know, cool. so it's like yeah. this really cool thing to watch friends of yours that you were struggling with to right, yeah, yeah. have some uh, recognition. And, uh, yeah, you know, I love incredible. L.A. I've been out there, you know, a few times, and I've vacationed out there even, and I've always had a blast. Like, and everybody's always treated me real, really well. But, you know, the big thing about L.A. is everybody's like, oh, everybody's an asshole out there, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, I there's guess an asshole in every town I've ever been to. Well, I know. We don't, we don't really hang out with, with those people. But yeah. you I want mean, it any, to be, man. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can find the good people there. And, yeah. and the good people tend to flock together, you know. Yeah. I mean? yeah. yeah. Coming from Indiana, I mean, that was my main goal was I just had to, I couldn't deal with. To become living. an asshole? <laughs> well, I just couldn't <laughs> oh. deal with. Sorry, living. I got mixed I couldn't deal with the winners, really. Anymore, and yeah. the first I lived out in LA for a month, like in '98 or something, and I and I was like, oh, there's too much traffic, and and you know, I ended up inevitably at like the Sky Bar or some place, and just was was not really feeling like that that was the place that I needed to be. Right. But then after I was gone for a little while, I was like, man, I really miss kind of like what was happening out there. And then I went back, and then by the third time that I had lived there for for a month, I I was really sold. You know, yeah. I, I love. Um, can't beat that weather, man. You well, I mean, there's just so much <laughs> beauty all around, and yeah. when, you know, when you look at anything, there's there's grittiness, uh, and you know, almost every place that, that you look. And they sure. obviously support the arts, you know, enough, you know. Yeah, I well, mean, sort of. Think about every great, you know, of your favorite records. I would imagine that half of them were made there. Right, right. You know. I mean, it's I a shame that they, you know. That the uh, film industry is sending all their work out of state now because it's just too expensive <laughs> yeah. there to, to make films. But yeah, they've definitely figured yeah, out. A lot of them are coming here. Uh, I know they're all they're here. coming here now. Yeah. Um, well, I think that kind of what you were saying, you know, I think what you guys seem to have done is create your, you know, kind of environment, you know, with the musicians you wanted to surround yourself with, the people you dug, and then all those other people who maybe are the assholes or this or that or just don't kind of fit your thing they have to try and fit into what what your scene is you created as opposed to it'd be a lot harder for any individual or even a group to go and try and permeate their niche you know so i think it sounds like you guys went about it the right way um man so a couple bands if i can jump to a a few bands give me another good discussion and then we'll we'll hear another tune another good discussion curious about well First and foremost, who is part of Ben Folds Five? Because I'm a big fan. Of ben Folds. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a bad. Maybe that's a bad thing. But. There was some uh, wording on the bio that I and I, I don't know why I my old band Old Pike opened up for Ben Folds Five okay. for a month, and so he and he w- worked on a record with my old bandmate Mike Flynn. Okay, he's now a big producer, but. That was their connection. So there's a, there's a lot of connections that are 
looser connection. Well, what we do they call that? A band uh, with Ben Folds. Uh, something liberties? freedom. Uh, liber- <laughs> yeah, there's uh, certain uh, freedoms that you take when you're artistic. Uh, artistic, artistic freedom. No liberties, isn't it? Liberties, liberties, freedom. Freedom, freedom. You know, we got patriot, it all. What do you want? Everything. Embellishing. That's right. This is the time. Well, ask him here. Why don't you get into your your Chris Robinson stuff so we can get that out of the way? You want to do that now? Yeah, yeah. Because actually, before we get into that, let's stick with like some of the band stuff. You want to talk about that after this tune? Yeah, let's talk about it after because I am really curious. You know, uh, you guys, first thing you wrote in the bio, one of the first things that's written is how there's four lead singers and songwriters. You know, four singer songwriters in this band. So. I was curious about, you mentioned something in there about just kind of having a lot of gratitude, um, you know, and, and maybe humility and gratitude when making a set list. I mean, how difficult is it really, though, with everybody sort of trying to get their kind of piece of the pie in the band? It's getting easier every day. Is it? Okay. It's getting, I mean, it's been easy from this. We've been really lucky. We have chemistry. We, we okay. really, it's just, we, we groove well together. It's just something that, you know just has happened so there's Um, no problems as far as like you know sometimes when i when i get a new song that i'm working on i'm real hyped up about it you know for me it was kind of easy because it was either us writing the songs in our band or it was me writing the song so mostly him it was easy to get in there and just kind of say all right you know here's the next thing like to work on but you know when you're so into it and you got four guys that are coming and they're all into their stuff you know how difficult is that to manage well we already tried that we already tried that all in our own ways, and uh, it, it, you know, alone, in, other, in other bands, you mean? yeah, and yeah, alone yeah. we're good. Yeah. Together we're great. That's our mentality. Yeah. That's our mission statement. You know, I mean, like, you can you can, you know, be your own, promote yourself to the world's end, or you can you know, compromise and come up with an amazing plan with some friends right. and have a good time doing it. And that's what we're doing. We're just, yeah, you know, it's. Nice, nice to have found your home. No, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's been a, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a race for long enough, and we're, you know, we're, we're trudging the path to just this awesome destiny right now. I'm cool. having a good time. You're, you're wise it. beyond your years, I guess. Well, well another element yeah, too I mean, is like we, we are <laughs> fans of each other's songs. Right. Yeah. You know, we, you know, mm-hmm. these are the three best songwriters I've ever right met. Yeah. Know, and I, I just feel lucky and blessed to be in a band with these guys and so when they write a song it's like yeah let's fucking play it yeah 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 uh, yeah it's like that. let's go that's great yeah we're on pod i can I, say the f word well, <laughs> yeah you can say whatever you want i think you know it's a good point that you're saying when you when you are trying to like push and create this thing that you think is like yours then you're always trying to like force it but right. when you finally just let it go and be what it is instead yes. of trying to like don't I, I hate coming in with a kind of a fully complete flesh out song because I know other people are going to have ideas about it and I would Definitely. much rather hear their ideas and, and have them in, involved and really it's gotten to the point where I don't you know I, I leave kind of like a just a skeleton of, of what I think the song could be sure. and also at the same time vice versa when somebody brings a song I don't need to say the first thing that I think about it you know right. I often do because I'm, I talk a lot but, the, but you don't need to you know? you don't, you're the me in yeah, the band you don't right? need to always say the first thing that comes to your mind and that's a lesson that I'm trying to, to think you know instead of trying to change it immediately yeah. like take what it is that it is and, and settle into that and yeah. then try and if there's still something that bothers you right. after a while then be like well this is still bothering me after the 10th play and then other times when somebody you get so excited about something because it's new and it's like oh I have this new thing and I want to show it and then like 
you play it and then you suddenly realize that it was maybe just the newness of it was the most exciting. <laughs> right, and right. It's really not that good. So. <laughs> are any of you guys like are any you guys sports fans? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a big yeah. Colts fan. Because I was because ha- I was having a, an interesting conversation. I don't even know if this is on air or off air with Steve Gorman from the Black Crows because sure. we had had him on recently. And um, I love Steve. W- great guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was telling him how I always felt like for me. I never really had the desire, even though I was writing songs and, you know, have a serviceable voice probably. I never really had the interest in being the solo artist or being the one that told everybody what to do. Because and I think some of it was just like being a kind of a sports person and interested in that whole – just kind a of wanted player, to be a part of a team, you know. And it's kind of more exciting to get there with this kind of group, you know. Right. So uh, – yeah, I identify with that. You do? I, I don't write yeah. shit, so. <laughs> I just like, I mean, I'm like, like you said, I'm just a fan of kind of all this songwriting. Yeah. I'm just happy to be around it all and, and to support it the best you can. It's yeah. really a blast to, and a blessing to be around the guys. It's really yeah, cool. that's I have great. a friend of mine that uh, was a big basketball player, played, you know, like pro ball in Mexico and stuff, and I'm always like, you know, why does uh, this guy not get it? Like, he just, he's like... Loose cannon, you know. He's like, and he's like, he didn't play sports, right? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. You know, that's his yeah. answer for everything. When yeah, like, like somebody doesn't right. like really quite get the team. That thing. could be yeah. my answer too, because I'm not like a real control freak. So yeah, yeah. we met. Uh, <laughs> that could be my problem. Smith's <laughs> brother introduces to to Rick Carlisle, the coach for the Mavs, like a couple, like a month or so ago, and I was talking about that because he had coached the Pacers before and and like had some really great individual players on teams that weren't very successful and now they're just killing it you know and he's like well it's all about finding the, you know he's like my job as a coach is to really find to to take all these individual personalities that are extremely talented and somehow make them all put away their egos and, right, and right. become Absolutely. more cohesive yeah. I mean Cohesify? how many, how many <laughs> you heard, it, you heard it here first folks next Cohesify. <laughs> walk into the most out on Fox News that's Cohesify. the first first tune on the next album Cohesify <laughs> that's uh, Sarah I mean, Perlin's gonna be using it next week <laughs> You've seen it time and time again, though, in sport. I mean, just this past year, probably the Dallas Cowboys, you know, were a great example. Yeah. All this talent and didn't do shit because they couldn't play as a team. Yeah, and you see these uh But then you have some upstarts. random coach come in that's like, all right, come on, we're going to do this. This is have fun. Right. And they win four games in a row. Yeah, yeah. and then things like, change. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Let's. That's a nice little week. That is a little Steve Gorman, and then we'll get into that, and then we'll pull in, you know, the lead singer. after this tune. Yeah. <laughs> see what right. we know about that. So we'll hear another tune. By the way, we're going to play a little contest. After this song is done, we're going to see who can pull out their cell phone and pull out Chris Robinson's phone number the fastest. <laughs> so as soon as this song. Jeez. <laughs> right. oh, can we oh, say geez. it over the air? Can we say the number over the air? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I like free tickets. We already calls them first. The Podcasting. 12th caller. Oh, Lord. That would be great. Um, all right, so um, since you right. just uh, led into the other one, this one will will need a good intro of uh, as far as yeah. what, what we're gonna hear, where, what album it's on, and what you know, all this, that. This uh, song is called "Rise Up." It's from the debut album of nice. Truth and Salvage tune. Company, um, and uh, we're gonna play for it for you right now. Scotty wrote it. Are you I gonna be it. main vocals on this? I do main vocals. Okay, Scott. Let me just move this was yeah. if anybody uh, wants to check out. After hearing this version, another great performance of it on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah. You guys, if they want to see these guys playing it and singing it, and just what I was talking about before, just looking around at each other and just being totally just, we're having a good time. No audience, no anything. Right. It really comes off in that. Thank you for that. Sure. That's awesome. Sound good? 
Every time I look at you, it always seems to make my body weak. No explanation for the act, it's simply something that I feel. What type of man do I need to be to make you say the night? Just try your luck with me, and maybe you and I can strike a deal. You good? Yeah, I'm all good, man. I thought I was gonna rock, rock a little harder. It sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna rock a little harder. <laughs> How could? 
yeah, good. No, I thought it was good. better than that. Pedal and it didn't do what I was doing, so <laughs> it's all good. Pedals. Pedals. Who, who needs them? I certainly don't need them, I guess. <laughs> clearly, right? See, clearly. That's one of those um, songs, you know, once that part, the rise up part comes towards the end, it's yeah. like uh, you feel like you you get it. I don't know if it's just being a musician or whatever. You just feel like I hear it, I get it right away, and I just want to join in, and I'm like, you know, stay <laughs> away from the mic. You know what I mean? Never hesitate again. That's what right, we right. encourage, you know. Yeah, we, yeah no, it's a great tune. We, we did this uh, show uh, with a, 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 a friend of ours in um, in Akron that works for this Lexus dealership, so he, he hired us to come play their Christmas party, and I think it's secretly his whole thing was he really wanted to sing that song with us. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Smitty, should we have him sing that one or maybe something a little easier? Like, she really does it for me. And he yeah. got up and killed it. Smitty didn't tell us because Smitty grew up with him and he didn't tell us he was like the show choir king. Well, he's, he was like, you know, the football, he was the one guy in the school that was like the football quarterback, the baseball star. He wanted to be out front. And, and the choir, you know, he was in choir and he was, he was right. an awesome showman, you yeah. know. Oh, man, he killed it. It was so great. It that was, was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was like erupted like all of his coworkers and stuff. It was just, it was great. Yeah, that's cool. That's one everybody should see. We've had stuff like that too, where you know, restaurant, you know, a manager of a restaurant has booked us to play or something like that, and all of a sudden we're in the middle of a set and he's coming out playing cougars or something. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I see, I see uh, how this all happens. Why are we here? <laughs> right. Facilitate your narcissism. <laughs> I get it. No. Right, right, right. Um, you know, I was just curious. I, I, I know that mic stand is. I think I've is, had it since uh, the year one. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say I don't I, this isn't in any kind of I hope this doesn't come oh off the wrong if he's way. He's prefacing a question. Oh, well, boy. I just want to put out there that this isn't to be you know insulting just anyway. Is this the most success that everybody's had in a band or has anybody been in something else that like, you know, oh we were touring nationally or do you know, is this kind of this is yeah, that's the furthest I've ever gone with it. I yeah. know that Tim had some success in Old Pike, but I don't know what the It was not. Was. I mean, we we, we 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 had some cool opening gigs, but we were never able to maintain any sort of audience on our on our right. own. And right. So this is, I mean, a beyond it be. I mean, to me, success is you, you can judge it by the audience, but to me, this is the most successful thing just because of our attitude. Sure. Our my mental state is is the most successful. It's, it's ever a little been. different. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, I mean, I I think this is hands down the. And that's the healthier way to look at it. But I I was just kind of curious, like, you know, as far as, like, sustaining, you know, this kind of sustaining career, you know, you're opening up consistently doing great and, you know, having your own success, you know, uh, outside of opening We're we're going to towns now for the second or third time and having, and we sold out D.C. the other night. It was only the second time we had ever been there. Wow. And, you know, 200 people showed up on a cold, snowy night. So... That that to me means the the, the world. I think to, to yeah. all of us, like that, there's something that's happening beyond what we even even see. Right. Where we open up for the Black Crows once, we open up for the Abbott Brothers once, and 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 these towns are, are scanner coming back. You know, scanner, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys just came off the Simple Man cruise. Yeah, yeah. That was oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Is it? Is that's, it that's one of be the best thing ever? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Out in the middle of the ocean with twenty five hundred like Skinner. I feel like I can do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's really the best thing ever. <laughs> Cruise ship with Skinner. <laughs> right. Well, there's some people that would join you on that. Well, we did black smoke. We did. It did. It was almost kind of forever because we uh, did two back to backs. I'm not trying to. It was a great experience. You know, yeah, we yeah. did two back to backs. We did the rock boat and. Uh, 
did like five days on the ocean, then came through and then did our northeast run where we went to D.C. and New York and right. revisited all these markets that were like white hot for us and it yeah, felt cool. good to be able to go back and then we drove hauled us back to tampa and got back got, got back on the same boat man <laughs> boom and like the yeah, moment like, we sat foot on that boat man it's like yeah. i want to turn back around and like oh, back on the boat again. it's <laughs> not the people's not anything it's just the boat you know it's yeah. like a carnival cruise line designed in the 90s and then like the the mess hall area has all this like uh, makes you feel like you're inside of an oyster, yeah. <laughs> and it's an just, oyster in Reno. Yeah, an oyster in Reno. But the know? people that do it, uh, <laughs> Six Star Man, Trek, I would say, an yeah. oyster in Star, Reno. Star Trek oyster Common in sighting, Reno. Usually, uh, the people that that put it on Six Man is a local company here out of Atlanta, yeah. and are just the the most awesome production. Like awesome. everything was, we were taken care of from the moment we walked so on the smoothly. board. Yeah. Awesome. We got off. Awesome people. But sometimes be just being on a ship for four days when we're not. You know, Scotty was in the Merchant Marines for a while, but I hadn't been on a boat <laughs> for longer than, than three or four days. That the first cruise after we got off, I mean, I was like, every time I'd close my eyes, I would You're fall like rocking. Over. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was intense. You I, know? It was I always intense. got the feeling that the Simple Man cruise was just like some dude having a barbecue with his friends, just being like, "Man, we're gonna rent a boat." <laughs> <laughs> And we're getting Skinner to play on that thing. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. What happened. And then, like, somehow it got to Skinner, and they were like, fuck, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, we're doing it. You know, but you know those guys, the, the Skinner fans are, are such sweethearts. You know, they've done it for oh, five bet, years. Yeah. And, like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, we got some bikers. We got some southern rednecks. Right. But they hadn't had, like, one physical incident. Incident I that whole it. five years, everybody's just. So, I believe it. I believe so it. So sweet and such, you know, so positive. Well, yeah. there's probably a lot of physical incidents. There was just uh, <laughs> no, no physical altercation. You know what I mean, Adam. <laughs> well said. Well said. Did you got? You didn't happen. It was Heather on that. On well, the that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Heather yeah. Luttrell. Yeah, we met her. She was super sweet and great. And she's like a part of that family and so yeah. she kind of like welcomed like she came to our show uh, one night and just kind of welcomed us in and everybody was so it is like a fan most of the people we were I think the only band uh, us and one other band that wasn't on it last year and then like the other bands they just kind of rotate around so yeah. yeah yeah. we were really I know we're trying to, to get in on it but we're like damn it how can we get on that Simple Man cruise <laughs> <laughs> have y'all heard of Ponderosa yeah oh uh, yeah they're well, they, on the rock boat. They're cool guys. Aren't they yeah. from here? They're from here. They're yeah. from here, and they played with uh, Jonathan Tyler when when that's yeah. the last that's right. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah. They do some gigs with Butch too, Butch Walker, right? Do they? Yeah. The some of the guys I don't even back, hear of him playing anymore. Some of the guys backed him anymore. up. Uh, see uh, JT and some of the other guys. Yeah, that was cool. We got to see Butch play, you know, way back. Yeah. Yeah, when he was starting up out yeah. here. Well, maybe not even starting up, but Marvelous Three. Marvelous yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. old band Old Pike had done a show with him here in Atlanta, like at some some festival and then he ended up becoming like one of the hotel cafe guys as well. That's, oh really? Like, oh. Would play there a lot. And every time he would play there would be that line around the, the building and right. so it was always like a really good producer night. too. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of producers, <laughs> speaking of producers, wow. Yeah, nice Ira. Well done. You are a segue nice. man. That's it. Oh, segue man. <laughs> We need some music for you for like Segway Man. It'll happen once a decade. Segway. <laughs> There's Segway Man. Now it's got to be that uh, Scooby Doo. Right. Um, <laughs> I was thinking back to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Was that Mr. Rogers? <laughs> it was more Mr. Rogers. Mr. McFeely. <laughs> 
So the uh, yeah, your your most recent producer of your your current album is it just called Truth and Salvage Company? Yeah, yeah. We only have one album. This is, this is our debut okay, album. This, this came out last album, May, right. and Chris Robinson of the Black Crows of Atlanta, Georgia fame is the producer. Yes. Chris, if you're listening, you're next, buddy. Yeah, yeah come on, coming on. <laughs> Tell them about the show. You know, send them in. It's it's we're harmless, right? Um, how did that come about, and how? Cool was it? <laughs> cool, very. Yeah. Um, cool, very. You know, we're we're all thirty five ish, right? And uh, so you know, Black Crows. Thank you, baby. You know, the Black Crows yeah. in our mind is one of the best rock and roll bands ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, to be able to, uh, the way we met Chris was we share managers, Pete okay. Angelus, yeah, uh, who has managed the Black Crows since 87, 88, something like that. Whose name I could not pull out when we were talking 89. about something at one point. <clears throat> huh. um, met us around two thousand six or so. Okay, seven. And, and um, we're just a fan. Well, yeah, well, yeah. He he he, he heard us play, and uh, he yeah. he set up a showcase for us to play for Chris. Okay. Chris was wanting to uh, start a record label, and we were the first band signed to Silver Arrow. Silver Records. Arrow, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you were the first. Yeah. yeah. Or is there another? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the first and only. Only band. <laughs> I remember the first thing I thought when I saw that that they were, you know. Because it's Chris and Rich, right? Their label, Chris and Rich, yeah. yes. Um, it was thinking that the name was kind of difficult to say. It was like trying to make you sound like you were drunk. Silver, Silver Arrow. I, I was just kind of felt like Silver a, Arrow. Silver <laughs> Arrow. It's the R. It's the R. We're on uh, Silver. That Arrow. was my first thought. <laughs> Silver Arrow. Silver Arrow. Or maybe sound like Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Silver oh, Arrow. So you're saying Silver Jimmy Arrow. Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> that Silver Arrow life. Silver Arrow records. I, I love those guys. You know, Maybe I, Sean I Connery. Can... Silver Arrow. That's Smitty's impression. Sean Connery. You know, we, Sean we can do that too. It's kind of in between. It's Sean Stewart, I'd like to stay, say. Stay the fuck out of my impression. <laughs> Jimmy Connery, Sean Stewart, here live together on Two Faces Radio. <laughs> we already got our drop. That's right. We got our drop right there. See, I could do this all night, you guys, on the sound check. Right. <laughs> anyway, where were we? So was it a regular show that you guys played for him, or was it like well, it was a show bring Chris Robinson in and there's nobody else? He came by our practice like studio, normal. and uh, we played for him. So it was like American okay. Idol. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you guys were in your well, own. not exactly. No, I mean yeah. with the judge sitting out there. Yeah. <laughs> With a little more of a hang, yeah, yeah. yeah and then and then and and then I mean that was just the first time it saw us, and then like we came to like other like a week shows. or two later he came to our yeah. show, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it smoky was during the showcase? Really <laughs> <laughs> we rolled in a big old one of those. <laughs> this is your seat right here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's R-E-S-B-R-B-B. obliged. obliged. You cut it up and roll it. We'll get sound check <laughs> right there. <laughs> So okay, so what what tunes did you guys play for him? Just out of curiosity, anything that's on the CD? Well, everything. for the for the everything, <laughs> everything. For the showcase. Yeah, no, we played songs that aren't. No, there's a few songs that run on. I mean, they end up come, becoming B sides, but we played like a 25 minute set for him and with uh, you know, hail, 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 old like, piano. Just uh, you know, call back and Pure Mountain Angel is the some of we hadn't written yet. You know, some of the songs that aren't. And uh, you know, from there it, uh, you know. He came by a couple weeks later and saw us play, and and uh, then they went on tour. I mean, they were doing. I guess they were supporting Warpage around that time or something. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so, it was, and then, it was a and then at the very top of '09, I mean, it was just like we were like it was like 
we hadn't really hadn't had that much interaction with him. We just heard he was interested in working with us, and we were really, really excited about that. As a, you know, of course, and just being in LA, just playing songs, yeah. being like, "Holy shit, we're about to right. go." Is this really happening? Is this really happening? Yeah. Yeah, that's really happening. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, on yeah. the third, it's like, "Okay, yeah, right after Christmas." They're like, "All right, third of January, and we go on." First week, first week is going to be pre-production over at uh, Chris's house in Topanga, and then we'll start going from there. So we, you know, meet up at his house, and well, that's when the reality of it really set in too. Is like whenever we yeah. rolled up to his house and like, <laughs> yeah. like welcome guys, come <laughs> on in. in. You're like, holy crap. You guys are like holy shit, wait, what's really happening? <laughs> did, well, you goofed about being like you know 35 plus, but did that help you for you know kind of? settling the nerves of the situation or was it still like I feel like I'm 19 and this is all huge it was exciting man I yeah. mean I, I don't know what age to put on it like, right yeah but it, it was definitely exciting for all <laughs> That's That's right. like a 12 year old girl <laughs> like a 12 year old <laughs> I was dressed like a 28 year old and but, I just uh, met Justin know, Bieber I hadn't and, shaved yeah. so I felt more like a 31 year old yeah. I mean he's um, he's so <laughs> a, a very able to to put you know anybody at, at, at ease, or yeah. to put anybody in a very uncomfortable place. But he, <laughs> he would, he would, he would make, he would. I mean, he's he's really good at, at making fun of, of of all of us, and so like immediately you're like, you know, he's a, ball, he's a ball buster. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, and so so the, uh, you know, within the first couple of weeks, we're like, oh, okay, he, uh, we get it. Yeah, we get it. We get and, it. And uh, and he was just a, a blast to be around. And of course, there was still like. You know, when we were recording, he's like, man, every day I wake up with one of your guys' song, you know, like a different song stuck in my head. And I was like, you know, I was like, well, it's been 20 years of me, like, with yeah. songs of yours stuck in my head. Like, <laughs> That's true. Whoa. Take that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Good. And That's so good. that was like the super fan. Yeah. You know, and, and still, I mean, I think he's the greatest rock, living rock and roll singer around. You yeah. Know? And, uh, and, and. Come we, on, boy. Son of a bitch. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, did you hear my song? What was it? Uh, <laughs> damn, I, I switched what, it off before I could. <laughs> it's goodbye, daughters of the revolution. Oh, it's his cell phone ring. It's my ringtone. You got a super um, fan. And how uh, you know? How was uh, him? Did he pretty much let you be free to do what you wanted in there? I mean, how was his uh, producing like? I mean, obviously, you're not going to say I mean, anything yeah, bad, but and you're not going in there like I don't feel like you guys are going in there like we've got to come out with you know four hits and then who cares about the you know like he's probably trying to just get the best out of. We can't do it with no shortage of material, you know, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, he picked the songs that he wanted to do, he picked the songs that he wanted to do as B-sides. Like, in the first few days, we just, we record with, like, a little thing, and he'd, he'd be, we'd leave yeah. later, and he'd listen to him, and he'd come back the next day, and say, yeah, I think I want to work on I mean, song. did he do a lot of stuff like, you know, no organ here, but yeah. maybe Wurlitzer, and, you know, like that type of stuff? He sort of, you know... He did. He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he really did. I mean, yeah. and, like, he's like, I hear this sound, and, like, this, and he, de- he would definitely, like, uh... Edit for, uh, forms of songs, yeah. like take out like a, a measure that would give like you know, yeah. like a right. better tension and release, or you know, it was really you know, like, and release is the thing. No, yeah, and and he and he has a uh, he's just yeah man. He brought a you know really particular about instrument choice and 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 yeah. guitars and amp sounds and he gave us access to the full like black crow's storage shed in, shit. in la yeah. we brought a truckload of stuff over to every place that we went and recorded at and uh and it, you know the that was amazing in and of itself because most producers it doesn't matter who you are you don't have that kind of collection of no. being able to travel around for twenty years <laughs> right. and buy the greatest instruments out there yeah plus riches a lot Griffin. of riches stuff too so 
Um, and he, he gave us full access to, to all that, you know, That's carte awesome. blanche. And I think that, you know, we're, we have four singers in the band. So yeah. the, the yeah. most important thing for us was him individually being like to each different singer, like you're the lead singer, you know, like this is how you need to sing on this. Right. And, and helping out with phrasing and stuff. And even just taking out one word that, you know, like in, in old piano, he, they, he he took out this one one word in the second phrase. And he was like, you should sing it like this. Yeah. And every time I sing that song now, I can't help but think of like the, the old that way. He, you right. know, yeah. I don't think about the old way anyway. I just think about how great it sounds yeah. now that I took out right. that one word that yeah. I had never thought about. Now, know, he, so. will, he will never, ever listen to this podcast, I'm sure. But... Was there anything in the studio where you were like, nah, I don't know, man? You know? I mean, we, of, of course, there were there were things where he was more than welcome yeah. to to take whatever yeah. suggestions that we had, and he would, you know, he'd be like, I think maybe you guys should change this lyric or whatever else. And if we like, it didn't nah. settle with us, we were no, we would try all yeah. changes, yeah. You know, but he, just like how we are yeah. in the band, when somebody recommends something, you're like, no, I don't, I don't think so, right. and he's like, yeah, maybe not, maybe, you know, yeah. he's a. He's a musician and himself first and foremost, and he yeah. knows what it's. He was really about. open with that type of stuff. He's like, yeah. maybe not. I mean, you know, maybe not. Maybe especially when it started coming down the lyrics. He's like, I know it's like. I mean, lyrics are big, and I know I don't like yeah. people stepping really on that. So yeah, yeah. He can but that. but you know, let maybe keep in mind trying some other lyrics and trying to do this, mm-hmm. and you know, making that plural instead of singular. And really, really smart. I mean, really detail oriented, very detail oriented. In the end of it, in the end of it all. You know, would you say huge improvement to what you may have gotten without him? Like, do you feel like he was kind of that next member that took it to the next level? Or was it just more subtle things that just feel better for you? I think it, it was completely, the, it's a product of a collaborative effort. Yeah. yeah. I totally hear it. I hear, like, you know, like, things are undeniable, like, um, that the song just wouldn't have popped if the, his changes hadn't been implemented. Right. And I think that, like, like what, what Timmy was saying, like, his direction of relax yourself singing there, man. Why are you tensing up when you're singing yeah. there? Relax right there. You're the lead singer. Hey, bud, you're the lead guitarist. Right. You know, yeah. God on them. You don't it's have to be right on the top. because you're standing in front of me. That's why I'm <laughs> you know, you know. Well, he, oh, yeah, he so would sing with us, yeah. though. I got one reason. So. <laughs> it really was. He would, you know, he'd, he'd be like, if if he wanted to sing a certain way, he would get in and sing it with us, you know, right. and yeah. make it yeah. happen. And then you're like, shit. Uh, all right. This is okay. Let's Teach like me that. to do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which was, I mean, he, he really stood as, and still stands behind us and has put his name and his, you know, everything. He gave it his all, and that's all that we've ever yeah. expected from any of us. And when, you know, that, that is, it's a, it's a collaborative effort and, but at the same time, it really was you know his unique production. I we couldn't have done it without him. There was there was actually like two two levels to it uh-huh. too because there was what we learned in the studio working with him, and then there was sort of what we learned being on the road with the guy oh, yeah. Yeah, for four months right. opening up for him. And that for me that was yeah. that was the big part. You know, it was like yeah. seeing how their production runs and how veteran they, touring guy. Well, that, uh, it was an amazing. Yeah, that was what I I wanted to talk about that too. You know, I feel like you guys seem pretty you know real laid back, and I've always kind of been curious. You know, a band like at your level gets brought out on the road like that how how well is it how good is it for you guys as far as like making a living like did did they compensate well enough to like 
or you still feel like I'm really, really struggling here, or is that a because you know what I'm saying is like if you're like man, I can't leave Especially the job and the money that plus. I make. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't leave the job. I got a kid. I got a house. You know? sure house clearing house showed up like just right for the <laughs> yeah, we're all millionaires. I will say this: the Black Crows paid us more than they understood. Any, any band has for right. us to open. I'm just I, I, that's a serious question it's not just trying to say like hey how much money do you make it's trying to say like did they kind of understand like hey listen we're asking you to leave your lives for X amount of time that's a tough thing well, we're to do. on the same label with the same manager so it was yeah. all like a very cohesive sure thing you were in their that mindset crew, already their crew helped us we could not yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a whole they, like package yeah. took us under their wing they made it they made it happen no I don't think any other you know we, we couldn't have, have done it without their support obviously so that's awesome as it stands now I mean we're uh, you know two of us are married and yeah a few of us are committed you know but we are for our age amazingly free to be able to do what we need to do and have made the necessary arrangements to be able to live the American dream totally trans I mean we're very obviously very transient we haven't been home in a while we're not going to be home in a while we don't want to be home in a while because why not if, if if we're at home and we're not doing this. Right, right. Well, cool. Well, listen, awesome. uh, I hate to be the, the harsher of our, do it. of our conversational flow here. Yeah. But um, you got one more quick discussion and, and no, then uh, I mean, anything I'm, you really want to ask, then we'll hear some music or what? You know what? I mean, I'm pretty good. Yeah, right. um, I, we talked, yeah. We well, talked well, about since since we were ever. talking about the record, uh, A, congratulations on, on yeah. Thanks. Thanks, producing Thank you. such great. a great record. It, yeah, is. it sounds great. And uh, for our fans and, and listeners that are listening, obviously you can get it wherever, man. You, you know, your website, uh, iTunes, I'm assuming. And uh, look, don't don't even think about it. Just go and get it. Yeah, right? seriously. <laughs> and, and I want to say one thing, too, about the band. You know, and again, I mean this, I don't, never heard anybody play individually or shred it up or anything like that, but it seems to be one of those bands where it's not about, you know, great musicians individually. It's about the musicianship within the band and it's just so evident when you see it live, and so yeah. listen to the music, experience it, and then definitely check them out live because right. I think well, that and brings it to another level. We should say, I mean, you guys are playing at Smith's tonight. Obviously, anybody hearing this podcast right now, if you didn't go to the don't show, you missed it. Go <laughs> but don't we'll go, go tonight. tonight but don't go to Smith's. Be there. Um, <laughs> but you got when you guys come around again, obviously, well, you'll probably be playing Phillips Arena. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's some power positive thinking right there, right? Um, <laughs> But yeah, go go see them live, and we got listeners all over the country. So you guys are on tour, and, uh, and hey, go one, check it out. What? One last quick thing. Okay, when you guys, how much did it help? <laughs> how much did it help when you talked about before? Now we're going back to DC, and now we're suddenly, you know, we're selling out just the second time around. Is it an odd thing a little bit? Because do you feel like, hey man, I was in other projects and they were really good, but it's so hard to build that thing. But when you come around opening for the Black Crows or at you seem more like a, a major event. How much do you think that helps? I think the obviously the, when you can get in front of a, a thousand people and, and and even grab ten percent of them sure. to come back. That's a huge thing. I think also because we're all from different areas and have all toured so much, we have friends and family in almost every town. So there's kind of like a perfect formula. If you can put like. 20 Black Crows fans with 10 friends and 10 family members, and you got 50 people to show up for the first gig. And then that's what really, you know, yeah. for some reason, people like this mob mentality thing. And when a place is crowded, it's more fun, it's more exciting. They tend to, tend to have a better time, it sounds better, and it makes it for a party, and people want to come back. And so that builds exponentially. I think with the 
internet and there's no shortage of getting the word out there to people now whereas 10 yeah. years ago or 15 years ago or whenever that a lot of us were trying to do it out it was like could you get an article in the paper could right. you get this and just trying to, to get people out they didn't they have no idea and now yeah. there's not really an excuse because pretty much everybody is on the internet at some point in time and are probably on Facebook and are probably like checking and as long as you send them that message it's like we're playing in this town at this moment then usually there's they'll, an they'll opportunity. Come in. So, yeah but also to answer your question we are just a bit you know we're a better band then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we sound good and people are coming to see us because we're <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know, I mean, like we that stuff helped, and I mean, it really yeah. did help. Yeah. But we're a fucking awesome band, and uh, was before we've done this before, and, and it didn't work. And we, like I said, the chemistry is right. It's, it's just, just better happened. than the other right. the yeah. other things. Yeah, and and, uh, cool. and we have uh, the truth sayers too. We have truth sayers. <laughs> That's now. right. Truth. Oh, those uh, like the well, it's like a, fan the, club kind of thing. Yeah, our name for yeah, our, for our street yeah. TR fan. You know, every oh. great band is, has had has had a name for them. At some right. point, so that's our that's our new like nation. That, well, that's our Skinner Nation that we're building. Oh, yeah, well, Skinner I love the nation. name and I love the logo. And so, who's Thank who's got did anybody tattoo it on yet? Because it's fucking cool. You got to do <laughs> He's it. He's got tattooed I, I a got bit. The center of it tattooed. Right? My, okay, my wife yeah, designed it. it. Katie Crawford, my lovely wife, designed the logo and all the shout artwork. Yeah. A little shout out for her. Yeah. Real nice. We yeah. have one nice fan one. that awesome. did get the whole thing tattooed on his arm. Yeah. Oh, his yeah. name's Sam. It's sweet. I dig it. All right, re- real quick, I, I know you guys played Kimmel and everything, and we've we've seen those videos, and those are out on YouTube. Did you play any of the other late night shows or anything like that, or just Kimmel? Not yet. Not yet. We, we plan on playing them all. How was that experience? Was it? Uh... Oh man, it was fun. I mean, it was just like it was kind of neat because um, being in LA, we have we're no strangers to that in the, the 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 set like that. Right. You know, I've been I haven't been on like a late night TV set, but it was interesting to see everybody. Working and bustling, and that's how we've kind of paid our checks here and there right. before. So it was nice to nice to be on the other end of that. Jimmy, come back like, and talk to you. Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, he came and talked for a minute. Yeah, yeah. and cool. uh, I mean, nice like, guy. was it? That was yeah. No, no, he came and shook our hands shook and, right yeah, before, you know, we played. before we played. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey guys, thanks. We went yeah. to a party afterwards with him. It was crazy. Yeah, that's right. he, we drove us down to Malibu, pants, <laughs> and he showed us he had a tail. The the beginning of that, Pure Mountain Angel on there. Is is just great, you know, gathered around the mic, that whole kind of again that feeling of just that acapella and just real simple and all we need is the voices. Awesome. Thank you. So check that out too. Well that's what you're gonna hear now. Oh, I know we are, we are, yeah. So um, let's do this uh, how we did it the other day. Yeah. Okay. So I'll come in at the second verse. Oh, this song is called Pure Mountain Angel. <laughs> I was about to say, did anybody intro this yet? And our band is called Truth and Salvage Company. <laughs> and we'd like to thank Two Faces Radio. Hey, thanks, man. Thank no, you. Thank okay. big, and the Atlanta Nation. Thanks for having us. Boy, he was a drifter. Oh. 
it back south I'll sing it again Boy, he was a drifter A farmer and a singer He had stories to tell But he kept them to himself Cause he knew This has been a real treat. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. I was going to say, I you shouldn't even talk after that. It's just, you just let that. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. You know, I'm a radio show host here. So good. So good. That's what they pay me to do. Who's paying you? They. 
Oh, they. They. I need That's to talk. I need to talk to they. Weezes. <laughs> I'm getting nothing. Over here. <laughs> you haven't signed your contract yet. <laughs> I haven't. Well, listen. Uh, yeah, this has been a real treat, yeah. and have a blast tonight at Smith's. I don't know how you you couldn't. That's a great room. Yeah, as you know, I love and. The yeah, the curtain's yeah. cool. Yeah, curtain. Just, yeah, and we have we, nice. we we have not once brought up the loaded. Oh, uh, yeah, we're not gonna bring up the loaded. We're not bring it up. About yeah. it. We've not once brought up. I've never seen it. Smoke the in stairs. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Yeah, good luck on this. Stretch. So that's my advice before the loading. We'll see you tonight, and our listeners will see you next time you come around. But it's just truth. Truth and Salvage Company. Dot com, yeah. But it's Co. Truth and Salvage Co. But that will be listed on our homepage of our website. Yeah. So cool. we make it real easy. And then uh, if you're listening on the computer right now uh, on our website, you know, you can also get it in iTunes and download it to whatever you want. Your iPod, your phone. Um, so check that out. Take some truth everywhere you go. That's right. And then uh, check out our Facebook page. We're going to take like some uh, pretty pictures of these boys. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to... We gonna... take one by the goats over there? That's right. We got goats. <laughs> um, so those, those uh, pictures will be on our Facebook page along with pictures of all of our other guests. So go and check that out. And I think we've done enough uh, talking here. Done enough. That was great. Thank you so much. Music really enjoyed it. Yeah. And one Your thing, Brian and I always like to faces. say is... Save it for the show! Yeah! Two Faces Radio.